Welcome to the Gospel Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and my co-host... Hello, I'm Jason. <laughs> Today we'll be talking about, does the Bible claim Jesus is God? Let's get into it. Ooh, this sounds like a good topic. It's going to be. I mean, I think you've, you've heard a lot about it, like where people are, you know, questioning, asking, what is this? Um, is Does the Bible back it up? what Jesus said, um, the claims that us as Christians make, that Jesus is God, that they are one. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, cool. How, how are you doing, by the way? Because we, well, yeah. <laughs> we usually ask that question when we, we start. Do. We do. I, it's, been a, it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, that's just to do with life being crazy. Mm-hmm. Um starting a new job and then leaving that job and then starting another job while balancing uh being engaged and getting a wedding planned and life in general um yeah i've been good um i'm gonna be getting married here in a little bit and uh start another Another new job because I needed to make more money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and been doing that and busy with church. So that is what is basically new with me. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, I definitely will say congratulations right off the bat because you know that's yeah. always exciting. Yeah, you just make sure you keep your cal- calendar clear. You know. Um, yes, August fifth. <laughs> yep. Good. You remember the date because I got yes. I, I got it down. I got it down. I got it down. It's important. I remind date. constantly. So no, it's an important. And you date. just had you just had your uh, what is it? Your seven, eight? No, eight year anniversary. Yeah, you had it first the right time. It was seven. Yeah, was seven. Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven year anniversary. Wow, feels like so long ago since we were trapped in Yosemite. <laughs> I mean, at your wedding, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, we we had a good time, and uh, we went to visit family in Santa Maria. And I know I didn't get to stop and visit you, but I was only there for forty eight hours. So okay, <laughs> um, okay. No, I really <laughs> no, but, I missed it. <laughs> it's all good. It's it's something that where we can come back and visit and uh, say hello to uh, friends next time and. Um, oh, yeah. yesterday we went out to dinner for our anniversary because it was a week ago, but we wanted to, um, have time with just ourselves rather than j- with family. So we went to this really nice sushi yeah. place that we enjoy and yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then I'm really excited about today's episode cause, uh, I, I see it quite often where it's like, uh, Jesus never claimed to be God. Oh, the Bible doesn't say he's God. Oh, he was just a prophet. Oh, well, yeah, I've heard that a, a lot topic. from uh, people that uh that follow the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. I'm Jewish you know, too. Um, oh, a lot of faiths yeah. say that Jesus was just a prophet. Yeah, and in in the in the Hebrew, uh, yeah, the Jewish, they say that. Um, you know, but there's a lot of things that also back up from Old Testament to New Testament where they prophesy of what had happened. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I always think of that because. There's a lot of things to do with like 
you know, even well, the coming of the Holy Spirit, I think of that too. And just it was the prophecy that comes with that, you know. Mm-hmm. We definitely should touch up on so, um, one of these episodes, should touch up on like the Holy Spirit and what does it mean to have the Holy Spirit? Oh, what does gosh. it look like? Yeah, I agree. That'd be, that'd be a good one. Now we just gotta get locked down. We're locked on our scheduling, so we can actually do this. <laughs> and I think this will actually. If I mean, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but we'll have to talk about that separately. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we get this into a. We always say it too. We did mm-hmm. really good that first time. Just bust us it out. But I think mm-hmm. it's better now that we actually just set aside a time, like we would like a Bible study, mm-hmm. and do it. But yeah, so I think. What we wanted to talk about first was what we wanted to get into John, right? John. Uh, John 8 is a good start. Like, John 8 John has uh, three references to Jesus himself speaking and talking about mm-hmm. him saying, I am, and I was, and I am, and the same I am that uh, the statements used in uh, Exodus um, were. Uh, 314 where God himself spoke to Moses and said, I am, you know, (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. a good start. Good starting point for sure. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, what's like 812. I think that's a, uh, let's start with 812. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me just pull that up on the old bibliotech. (laughs) Bibliotech. Where did it go? I had it, you know, doing everything. I will preface while you're looking. I will preface while you're looking. Like it's important to know the context. So each each one of these verses we go over, I'll I'll help fill in context because I think context is very important. It's key. key. So like we'll look at a couple verses out of John eight, like verse twelve, twenty four, and fifty eight. But in that context, it kind of give you an idea while you're getting the verse up. Um, it twelve to thirty in John eight is um, it's inclusive of jesus saying i am and it's one of the seven statements times in the new testament where he talks about saying i am Mm -hmm. uh jesus refers reference to the light uh which you'll see was probably playing off like ritual performed during the feast of booths if you don't know what that is uh Mm -hmm. where lamps would be lit using wicks made from the robes of priests um this continues the dialogue of chapter seven picking up where john 52 left off but the exchange between Jesus and the Pharisees are, are escalating and in part showing that Jesus was not afraid directly uh, to castigate those who misled the people, basically. So that's kind of the context of this whole section. Yeah, I forget. I, believe, I want to say it was uh, Pastor JR from uh, Full Gospel. They used to always say, he said, it's important once like, you're going with a verse to know what's going on in this in the chapter. And also to read the ch- the couple verses before and a couple after to get the full contents of what's going mm-hmm. on, right? Because especially if people are just you know some people like just to cherry pick the verse and be like, oh, uh, you know, I always think of the wives submit to your husbands. Oh yeah, <laughs> but then you know before it's you know it's just a way to say yeah listen to your husband, but it also then you know talks about the bride church and you know husbands you should be leading like you know like god is the lead of the church and mm. you know and how wives submit to them if they're following the lord and you know it, 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 
stuff like that where it talks and like that the man should be doing his job and so should the woman, not just listen to your husband. Right, but, content, it just and and we will and we will talk about uh, relationships too because I think that's an important one one of the topics that we need to talk about because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will take those like you just said take those verses out of context submit 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 and um, it's very clear in Corinthians as well as a couple mm-hmm. other passages where um, when you're in a marriage you're equal parts it's not one above the other like top and bottom it's it's equal parts side to side so. Um, but that that's exactly it. It's like verses taken out of context without reading the whole passage or reading the whole chapter because it's very easy to just take a verse and say, Oh, yep, this is the verse. Jesus rep. See Jesus yeah. cry baby. Like, <laughs> like, and, like see, and that's like where I always think of too, you know, like I think where should it come from where I voice mess with you and like you say a verse and like when you pull it up, double check mm-hmm. you accountability. Which but also you know, which is a hundred percent what you need as a mm-hmm. as a as a believer, you need somebody to call you out. I mean, iron sharpens iron, and that's something that needs to be done because you have to have somebody, you know, making you better. And, like, you know, if people call you out on the Bible and they say, well, where does it say in the Bible that Jesus ever claimed that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the reason we do this too, is to equip listeners so they know are those people that have the question. Or have those, you know, thoughts. Like, well, where does it ever say that? And we're not, you know, we always say we're not trying to be like, we're right, we're better, because we are not. We are just we are just humans like the rest of you. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, all put our pants on the same way, two legs at a time. I mean, so, no. I mean, you you referenced Proverbs 27, 17, where it says iron, iron sharpens iron and one man sharpens another. Um, I mean, you got James five sixteen where it says, "Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another there, that you may be James healed." Verse. Right, and then fifteen <laughs> seconds into the the thing, but we got it coming. James was brought up. Right, Romans one sixteen. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's like it, exactly. It's just we we keep each other accountable. We we uh, it's like the Barians in the Bible. Where they're like, hey, you're not preaching that correctly. This is what the scripture actually says. And he was like, wow, thank you. That's important to know. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, did you get to, um, I mean, this is just a good starting place. John 8, 12 and 8, 12. 20. Yeah. And then 8, 24. Yeah. So it's titled Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus mm-hmm. spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Mm-hmm. And the Pharisees go ahead and they are like, are you making those claims about yourself? Such mm-hmm. testimony is not valid. So even so, he is claiming that. And even back then, so not just now, even back then, there was still that are you saying that you are God? So mm-hmm. e- there's even questions about going back then. This is nothing new. Um, yeah, this is the second of makes, yeah. This is the second of John's seven I am statements. Um, we'll go to the first one, but mm-hmm. this is the second time. And the first came when Jesus was preaching to the crowd in Capernaum. Uh, the morning after feeding thousands with a small boy's lunch. That's John six thirty five, but. 
later in the same yes. chapter, Jesus will uh, and does will show you, but will, uses a slightly different version of the idea, not part of the primary seven I am statements resulting in rage from the Pharisees, obviously. But um, this one, like I said, is during the Feast of Booths um, in Jerusalem, and Jesus has already used fest festival rituals as an analogies for his roles as Messiah. You see that in John mm -hmm. 7. Um, and um, in addition, light was a powerful metaphor in Hebrew thinking. You can see that in Psalms 84 and Malachi 4. Light um, for Jewish people was an ultimate like, ideal, like a represent representation of like salvation, knowledge, anything good, really. And Jesus declared to be the light of the world was not just a oh yeah, I'm a good guy. <laughs> like It's not just that. Um, that in that context was the claim to equality, like equal with God. Um, and even in the Greek of this passage indicates Jesus claimed to be the light, not just a light, but the light, um, which explicitly claims he is the single solitary source of light. So I, I, that that's an important context for this verse specifically. I just want to bring that in. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I agree. It's important to, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I lost the words. Um, I, I think people like read that and they're just like, oh yeah, it's just uh, the a uh, light or no, he's making a bolder yeah, claims. There's so many things that go to with like, the way the Jews did things and the ceremonies and how important those are to the culture of, mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, just, you know, today in church, we're talking about Pentecost and, mm -hmm. and the Holy spirit and how important because Penta mean 50 days, which is 50 days after mm -hmm. Passover. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be a time of new, uh, new crops and new life and stuff. And that's the day that the new, you know, the Holy Spirit comes and there's these gifts, these new creations that are coming. And I think that there's a lot of things that God is, uses with those holidays and uses with the, you know, with those things. That it just, it just to me, is like a, a verif verification mm -hmm. of God has a plan and his way he does things is so unique. And, and, yeah. he, and it's pretty cool how he lines things up like that. I think this is, you know, shows it too, like what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, so here's another one. Uh, John 8, which you're already in, so you could probably get to this fast. Uh, verse 20, 24, if I remember correctly. Yeah. That is why I said, you will be dead in your sins, for unless you believe that I am, that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Mm -hmm. And once again, who are you? They demanded, and he re he replies, "The one I I have always claimed to be." Mm -hmm. That that's like, a that's that's the an one important... I've always claimed to be. Like he's saying, I've always claimed to be the like the son of God. I am, I am the son. I am yeah. God. I am one. I have have much to say about you and much to condemn, but mm -hmm. I won't. For I say only I have heard from the one who sent me. Yep. He is completely truthful. 
So even that he's saying, I have the power to condemn you. I have this because I am God. Mm-hmm. For I have said it. He he sent me. Like, I am sent by him. And he is completely truthful. He see, he, so he's even saying, like, I have been sent by him. And this is the truth because he is truthful. Mm-hmm. What, and uh, it, it, it's, just, it's good. It's just, it's, it, it right there just backs it up. He's claiming it. And he's saying, like, I've always claimed this. Mm-hmm. For anybody you have a doubt, you can have your doubts, but it says it clearly here. Mm-hmm. I have always claimed this. What about verse 58, same chapter? 58, that's like the very last one, dude. Yeah, okay. what's it say? 59 is, but <laughs> I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Yep. At this point, they started <laughs> picking up some stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. Mm-hmm. That's where the, like, the craziness, like, right? Yeah. like Because before it says, the people said, you are even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Mm-hmm. Because your father Abraham rejoiced when he looked upon my coming. He saw that was, I was glad. And he saw it and was glad. So it says that Abraham saw the coming of Jesus. Right. And then people were like, you aren't even old enough. You're not, you know, you're not even 50. <laughs> 50. Okay. Um, you know. And it's like, but Jesus says, I tell you, I was there because I am. Saying that I, you know, like that's quoting back to the word. Mm-hmm. You know. Isn't it funny, talks- like, yeah. how clueless they are <laughs> in this in this moment. Like, maybe it's just because we're looking back and reading what they're saying, but he's like, before yeah. Abraham was, I am. And they're like, you're not old enough for that. Like, they don't get it. They're just like, it's like right over their head. And he's just like... <laughs> yeah. It's like, in, this is in, in the NIV. Mm-hmm. It goes, very truly, I tell you, mm-hmm. before Abraham was, I am. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, sorry, was born. I am. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's like before he was born. I am. Mm-hmm. And then it says he slipped away from the temple grounds mm-hmm. and was hidden from them. Different translations, but I think it would have probably been more with the NLT, where he just was hidden from them, like a mask of the Holy Spirit or something came over them. They couldn't see him. Yeah, uh, most also, most of the. Like you said earlier, too, you know, it did say that, um, you know, it's not my time, you know, like when I'm, when I'm going to pass. Or maybe that was, maybe that's something else that I read um, earlier. Yeah, that, that whole thing of him escaping was, it, it like, or him uh, slipping out, it's most of the terminology there is just like he escaped. Like, safely, yeah. he escaped. Um, got away from him but no this is a good point because you you made that point in the course of all his teachings here jesus claimed that he had equal power to god which is in john 5 36 equal judgment to god which in john 8 16 which you read equal authority mm-hmm. to god which is in john 16 or 7 16 actually and then uh he says he's been sent by god which is in john 8 18 and approved of by god in john six twenty seven. consistently over and over and over um he 
says it consistently that he is God in the flesh. And um, it's consistent here in just one chapter of the Bible. And there's more, obviously. Um, since you're, you're in John 8, what about uh, go to John 10, uh, 30? 30. I'm pretty sure 30. 30? Okay. Yeah, John 10, 30. Um, yeah. <laughs> And the Father, I and the Father are one. And then so, it says, and and then another version says, the Father and I are one. Mm-hmm. So, and then it says again, the Jewish people picked up some stones. <laughs> again, <laughs> and then and then he's like, I have shown you many good works from my Father. For which of those do you stone me? Because mm. it's like, what are you talking about? I've shown you so many good things that I've done. You know. So it's interesting, yeah, because it's interesting. In John 10, 22 to 42, the context here is it happens a few months after the controversy uh, described in chapter 9 and through the first half of chapter 10. But uh, Jesus is cornered here in an overt threat by the same religious Pharisee leaders that have been castigating for years. Uh, he echoes the metaphors of sheep and shepherd. He employs after you know giving sight to a blind man like the good works that you just mentioned. And um, he he points out that all his teaching and miracles are consistent with the predictions of the Messiah from the Old Testament. And uh, they refused to accept it, obviously, and they decided to try to kill him, stone him to death. And um, again, he avoids and escapes, but that's just the context of what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And then... Um, so another passage, you can go one chapter more, chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lazarus? Uh, yeah, and 20, verse 25. So the, 20, John 11, 25. Yeah. So this one, your brother will rise again, he says. Then Martha answered, I know he will rise in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. Mm-hmm. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? She goes to say, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Right. So that's a that's a good point. So... The context here, for those who don't know, John 11, uh, 17 to 27 describes Jesus' encounter with Martha, which is Lazarus' um, uh, brother. And by the time, or sister, well, yeah, yeah, sorry. But by the time Jesus got the word of Lazarus' illness, his friend had already died, right? And Jesus uh, delayed a further two days before coming to see the family. Um, Martha is both heartbroken and resigned. Uh, she is confident that her brother will see uh, eternal resurrection, and Jesus confirms his role in salvation as he comforts her, right? In this, you can see. And um, this is actually the fifth of seven I am statements by Jesus in the gospel you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm-hmm. And then the following passage, Jesus will meet with uh, Martha and Lazarus' sister and uh, Mary expressing his sorrows for their pain, right? And that's what you kind of went over and read. And um, 
It's important because in this particular I am statement, it puts a very personal emphasis on human salvation, which is unique among other claims about eternity. Um, the gospel explains that the ultimate fulfillment of human desire is a, is a person, is not knowledge or accomplishment or some state of being. It's the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, which you can read that in 2 Corinthians 4.6. Uh, Jesus does not merely claim to speak about the life he identifies and the life, which is John 14, 6. Yeah. Um, gosh, yeah. Because I'm just reading this right here. Because Jesus, you know, Jesus has power over life and death, as well as the power that, like, forgive us some of sins, because he created life. Um, so he can restore it. And whoever believes in Jesus has spiritual life and death. He cannot conquer or diminish in any way. Mm. So when we realize the power and like the wonder of this is offered to us, it's crazy. Like, how can we not commit ourselves, our lives to him? Mm. Like, it's just... Uh, because those who believe and wonder and assure and have like the certainty that we have since, because like it says, you know, since I live in you, you will all, you also will live. Mm. Like it's crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, so yeah, it, it is crazy. Um, and this is just, again, one he's, ex- he's that powerful. Right. He's right. OP. <laughs> OP. <laughs> <laughs> um no that's true um we're actually i have a couple verses here written down um can you go to john 1 1 and then i can read the other verse i have 1 1 that's like very first one like in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word and the the word uh, was god yeah the word was yeah. with God. God was word. Where was God? And He's with the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing has been made. Mm-hmm. Like that. And in Him was life, and the life of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Like that. Well, that was quick. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> the word becomes flesh. Hmm. Uh. It's interesting because, like, in this chapter, like, kind of like a summary of the chapter itself, like the first chapter, John introduces Jesus as the word, right? It's from the Greek yeah. word uh, logos. Uh, it just clearly describes Jesus as identical to God after this pro- prologue that you just basically read yeah. through. Um, well, chapter just hold up, real like, quick. Hold yeah. Up real quick because verse nine, uh-huh. the true light that gives light to everyone has. Mm-hmm was coming into the world. I just think about the light because you mentioned the light. Yeah, that's that's good. So um but yeah this passage clearly describes Jesus as identical to God and co creator with God. And the verse summarizes Jesus' ministry and mission on earth. And um the passage also explains how John the Baptist, a different John obviously than the John from John one, um was sent ahead of Christ to prepare for his revival, <clears throat> right? Um, yeah, and it's it's cool to see that uh, the definition of the word 
the that logos was used as the word of god like his actual voice like his word um and that was the first of john's seven names for jesus which the word um the rest of the gospel is john's attempt to prove this through the various forms of evidence and particular jesus's miracles and how he lived his life etc um uh, the first verses you read right there of John uh, may believe that it's like about God or something, but it established that it is God and his word, which is one and the same. It's just was became flesh, right? Mm -hmm. Which he says was Jesus. Well, that's the uh, title of it, too. The word became right. <laughs> flesh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a really important uh, concept for sure uh, to understand what was being said and how. Um, so, uh, well, uh, the other verse I was going to bring up, because this is a verse that a lot of people bring up to contradict any idea of Ooh. of God and Jesus not being God. And it's like, oh, this one verse is the reason why he's not God in the flesh or God in, in as the word um, living amongst us. This is the one verse that... A lot of um, uh, you, you'll see a lot of people in Jewish faith that who don't um, see the New Testament or Jesus as God, they'll use this verse. Or Muslims who say, "Oh, Jesus was just a prophet." This is a very consistent verse that they use. Um, so, if you want to read it, it's Mark ten eighteen. Matthew, Mark. Okay. Mm -hmm. Luke uh, was Mark what? Mark ten eighteen. Ten. Mm hmm. Eight to the teen. Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except for God alone. Mm -hmm. You know the commandments, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall steal, nor not give false testimony. You shall not defraud or honor your mother. And then teacher, he declared all these things, and I've kept them since I was a boy. Mm -hmm. So then he looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you own to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Because this is uh, the rich and the key. This is the rich guy who was like, hey, I want to follow you. Mm -hmm. He calls him. Uh, he fell like to his knees. Said, good teacher, I want eternal life. I want to follow you. So read the one verse before eighteen. So, yeah. <laughs> so as Jesus started on his way a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him good mm -hmm. teacher he asked what must I do to inherit eternal life mm -hmm. and then he said why do you call me good Jesus answered no one is good except for God alone mm -hmm. basically see it's not saying he's not he's saying right. He's saying because he's he's calling him aside, knowing that he is, he he's basically he knows that he is a good teacher, that he is, you know, he mm -hmm. is the son of God, and that's why he's he's like, why do you call me good? No one is good except for God alone. He's almost saying like, uh, yeah, you know I'm God because you're calling me good. Is that why you call me good, or is it you call me good because, you know, because of what I'm doing, or do you actually know? Right, and it's it's yeah, and it's like it's interesting because like he asked him like what characterizes someone as good, right? And then if mm -hmm. if someone were completely good, 
what would they say about them? If if only God is perfectly good and a man is perfectly good, then the man would be God. That's it's possible that Jesus is trying to like quickly lead the man to this conclusion here. Um, yes, it's possible, but like you can see that he takes great pains to hide his identity from like even his disciples. Like you could see that in Mark eight twenty nine to thirty and nine nine, um, and more likely for this, the brevity of the comment, the comment, and the quick change suggests that Jesus is giving the man something to think on later. Why do you call me good? Are you are you calling me God? If you yeah. are, are you prepared to listen to me? Like that kind of setup here. Um, because it was very common in that day for a layman um, to ask a religious leader, such as like a rabbi, scribe, or Pharisee, what he must do to be good, right? Um, yes. And they had to follow teachings and the, the Torah and all this stuff. And um, instead, you can see Jesus, on the other hand, tells the man to go back to the, the Mosaic Law as God gave it, which is Mark ten nineteen, the next verse that you read. And don't worry about the traditions of man, which uh, you can actually see Mark 7, uh, the beginning of the whole chapter. Um, the man implies that Jesus, as a good teacher, must know how to receive eternal life. And Jesus points out that only God is good. And he gave the Mosaic law to teach that Jews how to be holy, because at that time he hasn't died yet also. <laughs> so the yeah. acceptance of Jesus' salvation... Uh, for the debt that he paid has not even happened at this point yet. So he's trying to give him kind of insight. Like if you're calling me this, like are you prepared to listen to me? And all this stuff is happening as teachings and writings and doctrine, and it's being written in front of this man. So it's given him that, that idea to like, think about this, keep this on your heart, make sure that you're paying attention to this and really give it some, some thought because this is going to be important. Yeah, it. I think it it shows there too that it's not it's not him denying it, but it's going like, do you know what you're signing up for? Mm-hmm. He's like, do you know what you're saying? Because if you do, you, are you willing yeah. to follow? <laughs> and I think that's why he too, he, you know, because after he says that, I believe he walks away sad. Mm-hmm. Um. Jesus goes, sell everything at the man's face. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. man's, uh, at this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Mm-hmm. And then, because it's saying you have to be ready to give up everything mm-hmm. to follow God. Yep. Like, you know. Yep. And then he talks about how the whole, you know, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom. It's easier for a camp to go through the eye of the needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, multiple things it's referring to right there, too, because it talks, you know, in Jerusalem, there's these giant gates. And they have it closed, and there's a little side gate. It's like, you know, they have to go through, and it was Mm. small. You couldn't even really fit a could barely fit a camel through there. You have to take all the all the things off of the camel because mm-hmm. you'd have your camel packed. And the only way you could get that camel through is if you take off all the things that it was carrying. Right. And with that, then you could have a camel go through. And that's the reference too that it's making is that 
you'd have to remove everything from the camel's back in order to get it through the eye of this needle, which is the reference that it's making for those who would live during that time and would know that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's in context. Uh, when he, he makes references to things, it's good to know the context of the references that are being made too. Because, yeah. Um, for the that's time. Kind of, right. For the time. It's important. Um, yeah. There's, there's uh, I mean, there's plenty of verses in the gospel like i said there's main there's seven main ones that he is making a reference point to say like i am and that is very distinct reason to uh, pay attention to that it's like okay well he is saying this and he says it multiple times and it's not just a one time done thing where he's like oh yeah i am he's like you're what yeah yeah it's consistent that's for sure yeah, and then uh, so like another example of this is Matthew ten ten forty. Uh, Matthew ten forty says, uh, mm-hmm. "The one who welcomes you welcomes me, and the one who welcomes me welcomes him who sent me." Um, and and another word for welcomes is receives. Um, that has been used in most translations. Use the word receives, um, but the idea of welcomes and receives it's that you are you're choosing to and welcoming was a positive so it wasn't like reluctantly or just like i guess it's it's with good heart you're accepting or receiving or welcoming and that's that's something to take in mind here but the context for the section matthew 10 40 to 42 is the context Um, it closes out jesus instructions to the apostles as he sends them first to the people of israel Um, he says any Anyone who receives the apostles, believing their message about him, mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, will also be receiving him, right? And the one who sent him, they'll share. Yep. Uh, they share in the apostles' reward as those who receive a prophet or righteousness person share in their uh, rewards of like receiving him. And uh, those who give a cup of cold water to one of those uh, these little ones, it's the next verse. It's the whole context in this case, meaning the apostles uh, will not lose their reward of eternity in the kingdom of heaven. So accepting the message in being given by the apostles um, is accepting what Jesus taught them. So he was setting up the authority that the apostles were teaching about under Christ because of the message that he was giving them. And he set the premise to say, like, what they're talking about is truth, and it lines up with the rest of the Bible and the scripture, and it doesn't contradict, and I am who I say I am, and um, I'm sending these people out to uh, teach others about my message, right? Because there's no Facebook or Twitter or (laughs) texting or calling back then, so... No, there's definitely not that... (laughs) I really, I really like Matthew ten forty though, because anyone who receives you receives me, and mm-hmm. I just I, I think of that thing back at like in John twelve, like mm-hmm. forty four, because Jesus shouts yeah. to the crowd, "If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but you are trusting, uh, but also God who sent me." Mm-hmm. You know, it's yep. the same thing. I was sent by Him, mm-hmm. and then in John thirteen twenty, I tell you the truth. Anyone who welcomes my message is welcoming me. Anyone who welcomes me is welcoming, is welcoming the Father who sent me. It's basically just, yeah. Just, yeah. It's it, good stuff. 
it is good stuff, and you, you can see that like you know the apostles will go out into the world at this point, and then in, in the name of Jesus under His specific authority, and those who receive the apostles will in truth be receiving Him as well, because Jesus also acts on earth under the authority of the Father. So whoever receives the apostles will also be receiving God the Father, because the apostles were chosen to bring the word into the world, or bring the message, I should say, of Christ into the world and who he was and the redemption quality of his sacrifice made for the people. And so that was a very important uh, authority given to the apostles to go out and say, you are sent like to share this message because yeah. obviously the idea of, you know, communication was rough in this time frame. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not all the disciples got to, I mean, not, well, not Judas. No. You <laughs> <laughs> make the cut. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I mean, he made a crazy. cut. He, like, stabbed in the back a little bit. It's fine. Oh. It, it Come on, out. Jason. Dang. Look, it, 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 the way it worked out is the way it worked out, and it worked out I for guess, the better of his guys. He, he was just hanging around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. That's enough. None of those jokes. Okay. Horrible. That's terrible. We do not condone any of that. Um, as, I tell, as I tell my kids uh, at youth group every single Wednesday and stuff, like, if you are going through depression, suicidal thoughts, anything mm. like that, I'm like, I say, I'm like, there's nothing new that is underneath God's green earth that we have not gone through, either me or, our, you know, one of the help, my helpers. I'm like, if mm. we need to talk about it, we are here. It's not a joke. It's a serious thing. Right. And we stand by that. And if you guys need prayer for anything like that, reach out to us on our socials and stuff. We are here to help. I'm here, we are here to pray for you, to be there for you. Mental health is a serious thing, and you know, we're we're there, we're we're there for you. Yeah. As after we just make the jokes about the whole Judas being dead thing. Uh, it's good. I have. Uh, I'm working on a website for us, so we'll have a website called GospelTruthPodcast.com, or I think that's what it was. <laughs> Wait, what it was it again? Like that. The Gospel Truth Podcast. Let me make sure before we end this episode. I, I, yeah. I get... <laughs> yeah, double check on that. That's good to let our listeners know where they can find us. Either whether it's on Twitter, it on our website, uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. You know, I think on a TikTok too. All that stuff would be important for our listeners to know how to follow us, where to learn more, and just, you know, to listen to our other podcasts that we have and to reach out if they need things, if they want a prayer, if they like to, you know, even we have other pastors who maybe like to hop in here and, you know, join us for an episode. Mm-hmm. Did you find it yet? I, I do, and it's definitely being uh, worked on. But it is going to be called. Yeah. It is going to be gospeltruthproject.com. It just uh, yep. <laughs> it, needs it, it, it needs work. It needs work. It has a lot not of been. Things. 
done. Well, there's a lot of things been going on, a lot of busy stuff happening in our lives. But yeah, I, I, I we're, yeah, we're gonna lock it down. <laughs> yep, one thing at a time. But yeah, that that website will be active. We do own the domain for it, gospeltruthproject.com, and um. I just need to create the website for it right now. If you go to the website, it just says under maintenance. So just because it's under maintenance, it's it's <laughs> under maintenance. <laughs> um, yeah. You can you can always go to uh, if you go to jazonicofficial.com, You can scroll to the bottom mm-hmm. there, and there is a logo. My my logo down there is kind of hidden there, but it's there on purpose. You click that logo, and it'll have all the links to Gospel Truth Project. So. Um, yeah. There, there's an easy way right now to get all the links. So, yep. Um, yeah. Well, and hey, then, uh, do, you, do, you wanna, do you want to bring this out? Sure. Okay. Awesome. All right. Cool. Okay. God, thank you for this time that we got to spend with each other and just discuss your word. Uh, I pray for revelation uh, to anybody listening to this that they can get be encouraged to read more, study more, and grow more and who you are and what you um, bring to us and the truth that you abound in. And I thank you for uh, this conversation and the time that we've had today to do this and that we are able to do this and upload this to wherever we want to upload it to. And we pray that the ears that need to hear it will hear it and um, that we can continue with this and in the quality and guidance that you want us to do so. In Jesus' name. Oh, man. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, then, we'll see everybody on the next episode, hopefully less than a week or about a week from now. But yeah. uh, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal, so <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. See you on the Flippity Flop. All right, bye.